from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, Ipswich has a new deputy mayor for the next 12 months, but the vote wasn't unanimous. A petition to create a cul-de-sac in France Street Eastern Heights gained support, the very latest on the CBD redevelopment, Ipswich show green bin bonus, and more from April's meeting of Ipswich City Council. It's Friday, April 30, 2021, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This interview was recorded a few hours after the April meeting of Ipswich City Council. It's time again for a regular monthly catch-up with Ipswich Mayor Teresa Harding. Thanks for joining Ipswich today, Mayor. Oh, thanks for the invite, Alan. The April meeting of Council was held on the 29th, and we have a new Deputy Mayor for the next 12 months. Can you just recap for us why Ipswich is now going with one person in the role, or a new person in the role, uh, for each of the four years? Yeah, I guess when we came together last year, we were a new council, and... um the very first act of a, of a council, as a council meeting, is to actually appoint a deputy mayor. And we just felt there was so much um, interest in the role that we made a decision then as a council that we would rotate it. So it'd be one councillor uh, per year. And I guess we have you know, four years. Yes, yeah, so councillors voted to continue that, that agreement that was happening uh, that we decided on last year. And who got the gig? Yeah, Councillor Nicole Jonick from Division 2. Was that a unanimous vote? No, it wasn't. It was 5-4. Um, yet Councillor Doyle also wanted to extend. But, you know, um, I think everyone had the opportunity to, to speak. Everyone had the opportunity to vote about it. And it's great to see that we have so many of our councillors who want to take on those extra leadership roles. And um, obviously Marnie is still the chair of the CBD Redevelopment Committee as well as on the Audit and um, Risk Management Committee. And um, Councillor Johnick will also maintain her role as the chair of the Economic and Industry Development Committee. Council meeting also heard an update on the uh, Nicholas Street precinct, particularly with leasing arrangements. Mm. Uh, we, we keep getting told there's about 15 heads of agreement in place. When yep. can we finally expect major announcements and names? Look, we are expecting uh, uh, the cafes in particular um, to be up and running by the end of the year. At the, at the council meeting, we heard that we'll ha- be able to announce uh, about the cinema deal in July. A concrete date, so let's hope that can be stuck to. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, we had to go back out to the market um, and um, we've, yeah, we've, we've had some great um, expressions of interest and, um, yeah, so we'll be expecting to make an announcement in July and, and uh, the cinema will be open early next year. It's been revealed in previous council meetings there's been an underspend on capital works across the city and you in particular have been quite vocal about that. And again this month you quizzed officers about why this is happening and what is being done to try and make up lost time. Is progress being made on catching up? But one of the primary roles for us as a, as a council is to be strategic and be as, and act as a board. And one of those board is to make board decisions and, and things that we follow is are we actually delivering on the services that we're supposed to be delivering on? They're the things that residents expect us to do. So our capital works project, which is actually building new roads, gutters, asset rehabilitation, parks, 
not the maintenance stuff, but those those big things uh, are really important for us, especially as we, we grow. And we have noticed that there's been about a 9% uh, under-delivery in that. And uh, look, part of that is from savings, which is fantastic. But we also have had a few things that are going to be delayed. Um, I'll just pick on one is up at Sutton's Park Skate Park. Mm-hmm. We received funding for that. Uh, we went out to market and we had zero people bid for the work. That that so now to they, the average to the average person that sounds a bit yeah. unbelievable that that no one would tender for the job but I guess no you one. could relate it to the shortage of roofers after the <laughs> Halloween storm. Well, there must be a shortage of uh, skate park or you know concrete skate park and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, skate park builders. So look, obviously that's something that council needs to go back out to the market. We need to find out why we didn't get that. Is there a, did we not do you know is there another way of approaching the market? And so there's things like that. But look, I can tell you now we are staying on top of that. We're also changing a few things internally. We're going to have a, a delivery branch, but also making sure that we have an area that's actively doing um, more design work for work coming up. So often we find, just with big road projects, um, doing the design work takes about a year. Um, moving services and utilities take another year before you can actually build the road and do the work. We're trying to do concurrent activities so we can shorten that time frame so we can deliver quicker and sooner. A petition was presented to Council mm. from residents of Fran Street, Eastern Heights, actually wanting a cul-de-sac. Now, why do they want a cul-de-sac? Look, I drive past this at least twice a day because I live in, in Raceview. Um, there's been the, the uh, lights put in at Grange Road and Robertson Road. And when we did that work, we found massive drainage issues at the, the next road across uh, to the west, which is France Street. And basically for the last six months, it's been like a cul-de-sac <laughs> because they've been at the end of the road's been closed off at the Robertson Road exit. So that opened up last week and the residents uh, um, said that they like to keep it like a cul-de-sac. We're going to see how that uh, that continues. We've had some feedback from residents that they um, that they may not want the cul-de-sac. I guess they were very concerned because the lights are there that it may become a rat run, that people will try to bypass the light. Mm. That doesn't appear to be happening. So we're certainly going to have a watching brief and we'll, we've asked council to report back to us in three months' time to see how it's going. And also, um, you know, Andrew and Marnie will keep in touch with the residents there as well to see what their views are. Council adopted a new corporate plan for 2021 to 2026. Mm. These documents can tend to gather dust and include a lot of corporate speak. What does it really mean for residents having a corporate plan? Yeah, yes, you don't want these things to be shelfware in any way, shape or form. Um, it is actually a legislated responsibility for us, but it's also very important for us to plan. We're a, a city that's under, undergoing huge growth. Um, so it's a, a plan for the next, our corporate plan for the next five years. But also we do that visioning, where do we want to see our community in the next 20 years? So we did a lot of uh, work with the community when it was regards to the community reference groups or the Issues Youth Advisory Council or online as well as pop-up booths at, at a variety of places around Ipswich. But we've, we've come to four themes that we think that we want to aspire to. The first is that we should be a, a vibrant and growing city. The second is that we're safe, inclusive and creative. Uh, the next is that we're natural and sustainable in our city. And finally, that we are a trusted and leading organisation as a council. So that will guide us in regards to how we set our budget, but also our approach to any of the work that we're doing. Um, and I guess um, these documents um, do change. So we are looking for feedback from residents on what they, you know, have we hit the mark or not? And yeah, really would appreciate that feedback from residents. The annual Ipswich show returns after a break last year, a forced break because of COVID. Mm. And Council is uh, having a bit of fun at this year's show, offering more incentives 
to take up a green bin waste service. How is that going to work? Well, we're doing our very best to increase recycling and to reduce landfill. So what we're going to do is have a bit of a, a free trial. Um, if you sign up for a green waste bin at the show, it'll be free of charge for the rest of the financial year and you won't receive any charges until uh, the 1st of July. So we hope that that'll create a bit of an uptake uh, so we can reduce our landfill. Talking about waste, Riverview Transfer Station, it's under the pump. Uh, mm. A lot of people are waiting up to two hours or possibly more to get in on weekends. And I, I guess some COVID rules are in place at the transfer station as well. But it's clear the city does need a new transfer station. Has there been any discussions already or, or what, what is council working towards for a new, a new transfer station? Look, we obviously have had uh, big discussions and part of our waste um, and circular economy transformation directive is looking at how do, how does council holistically look at waste and look I get complaints from my husband as well because that's the Riviera tip is the one that we go to as well like like half of Ipswich um, <laughs> and that the queues are massive especially on a weekend so it does come down to we are working with the state and federal governments on what we can do um, to, to you know address how we, we deal with waste the way that we're doing it now is not um, sustainable um, people should be spending two hours on their weekend queued up at the tip, um, but we need to change the way that we, um, I guess, collect waste, but also um, what happens with the end product as well. Well, I guess we need to watch this space on, on Council's next moves on a new transfer station. Mayor Theresa Harding, thanks again for talking to Ipswich Today. Thank you, Ipswich Today, and thank you, Alan. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button at the bottom of the page. You can follow this podcast on your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.